Welcome to the Mastery Matrix podcast. I am your host, Kyrie, and on this side of the podcast world, we geek out on human potential and transformation. You know how to disrupt ourselves, elevate to mastery, and build our mind, body, spirit, and systems for greatness. I hope you're ready, guys, because I am. Let's go. So I was talking to a client the other day and we were trying to figure out what was happening in the company, at least when it came to her team, that was actually preventing her business from growing. And through a series of questions, because, you know, I love to ask questions, we landed on one thing that we hadn't discussed before. You know, we spent a lot of time on strategy, even her mindset But this one was beyond her mindset or the business strategy, and it had to do with culture, what was happening, the culture that had been created in her business, right? And we tend to think of, you know, company culture when it comes to really big organizations and so on. But even when you have two, three, four team members that you work with, the company culture that you create will impact your results. So... What we landed on was fear of failure. And so not fear of her fear of failure, not an individual's fear of failure, but the culture that had been created in her business, although she has she has a small team, that actually created this fear of failure from everybody in her team, right? And so we really dove into that. And I want to make sure that I have this conversation today because this is not something that you'll hear a lot of people talk about online. This is not a conversation that you're even going to hear. You don't even hear a lot of people, um, a lot of business coaches online talk about company culture, right? Because we tend to think that it's for big organizations. But fear of failure is something that we're all um, familiar with when it comes to one individual, right? But when it comes to your business, the way that this will show up is people not taking risks, people not innovating, People not feeling like they are in a safe space to fail, right? And because they're not in a safe space to fail, they will not come up with creative solutions. They will not come up with things that go against the grains. And as a result, they will not succeed. And if your team doesn't succeed, neither will you, all right? So if if you want to create really great success in your business, you have to make sure that you create an environment where failure is not just tolerated, but it is viewed as something that's going to help people elevate to the, get to the next level, all right? And it's going to be a stepping stone for creativity, for innovation, for business growth and personal growth for your for your team members as well. You, we all are aware that big companies do this, right? Right. We've heard of Google. We've heard of Netflix that does this. Uh, Amazon. Amazon even created this um, this company that is basically a subsidiary of Alphabet, right? Which is the big company, right? And this company called X is focused on developing and launching pretty futuristic and like not the type of project that you and I would think about on a day-to-day basis, like what they're focused on is solving humanity's biggest problems. And what that means is that probably 99% of those projects that they start will fail, but that's the whole point, right? They want to fail on their way to figuring out how to solve the world's biggest problems. Booking.com has a similar type of culture where 
they the, the, the way that they um, experience, you know, the, the lack of fear of failure is through experimentation over and over and over and over again. And this is something that you'll see in a lot of tech companies, right? It's the idea of trying something and experimenting it in so many different ways. And over time, as we're failing, we're learning and we're going through progressive delivery of the product, the service, etc. So learning from these companies, I want to make sure that you can take some of the lessons that uh, we've been able to, able to see them develop and bring that into your business. Because I see a lot of small business owners don't really pay, not really paying attention to the culture that they're creating with their teams. And as a result, end up feeling extremely stressed, blaming everyone around them and focusing on solving things that are not the actual problem. All right. So when it comes to fear of failure, how do you make sure that this does not become something that plays your team and your company culture? What's really important is focusing on taking the lessons on the things that happen. As you grow your business, you're always going to go through failure. There's always going to be things that don't go as planned, right? There's always going to be things that you expected to go a certain way. And unfortunately, you don't get to those results, right? Whether it's financial, whether it's specific project you're delivering, whether it's your launches, like it can take so many faces, basically. There's so many ways that you're going to experiment this. What's really important when things don't go as planned is to create a culture in your business where you are focused more on what the lesson is than who it is, who is to blame. This is, and I'm going to repeat this, I see this, I see so many business owners do this and not realize the impact of those conversations on your team right? Looking for who is guilty, why we didn't get to that result, who is to blame for that. This is one thing that I really encourage you to take out of your uh, conversations, out of your vocabulary, when something does not go right, when a launch does not go right, when uh, um, a client defaults or whatever, whatever the negative thing is, when it comes to your team, focus the conversation on what can we learn from this? How can we improve our processes? How can we change the way we operate, right? Versus looking for who it is to blame. Because the first time you do it, people are going to start, are going to start losing trust. And they're going to start paying attention to what they do or say, whether it is in front of you or not in front of you. People are just going to be very wary. Whereas if you adopt a a behavior and a, and a way of experiencing thing with your team where when they come up with something that completely <laughs> blows your plans away and it is not pleasant and it does not go the way that you planned it, if in, instead of blaming, you turn the conversation to, this is not what we planned. This is not what we were expecting. What happened? What can we learn from this? How can we make sure that we don't repeat this? All right. So super, super important. So I'm going to share with you some, aside from this that I just shared, which is super crucial, I'm going to share with you some practical steps that you can take in your business right now to start creating what uh, can be called a fail safe culture or a positive failure culture. These are some words that you're going to hear uh, people use to describe this type of environment. So one thing that you can do is... And Google does this, other big companies do this, is 
creating time in people's schedules where they're going to be able to innovate and test, right? So it, for example, for us in our company, it's typically on Fridays. So on Fridays, we don't take client calls. We're focused on what can be improved? How can we innovate? How can we become the best at what we do? So this involves um, some team meetings, but also a lot of individual time where different team members are working on specific projects, right? So building this time into the schedule where we're working on our own projects and looking at how we can elevate our individual programs and our individual um, uh, client experiences, et cetera, is huge. That's something that anybody can do. There is no barrier to entry for this one, except maybe saying that, oh, we don't have time in the calendar. If you don't have time in the calendar, I encourage you to look for some time in the calendar and to create it. This is a type of thing that can get you out of whatever situation that you're in right now where you feel super overwhelmed. If you take some time every week, right, to dedicate that time to solving specific problems in the business, whether it's um, processes that are not working, automations, uh, new ways of, uh, of designing your onboarding for your clients, for example. If you take the time to dedicate creativity and um, some of your brain power to solving specific problem in your business and specific problem for your audience as well, for your market, I guarantee you that you are going to grow your business. And if you make sure that your team also, like every single member on your team has time dedicated like that for innovation, improvement, uh, solving problems, that's going to have a huge impact on you. Another way that you can ensure that you're in a position to do this is also, and this is going to help with the time thing, making sure that you have scalability in your business. This is why we are so focused on helping business owners create a company that is scalable, that is sellable, and that is going to create freedom for them. The scalability of your offers, right? How you serve your clients and your customers, the scalability of your systems is going to ensure that as you grow, you naturally have time to do the testing and the failure, right? It, it gives you that bandwidth to be able to do that. So making sure that you have scalability. Another thing to, to ensure that you do as well is that you focus on staying on your specific strategies versus pivoting from one thing to the next. And it's basically focusing on one thing instead of shiny object syndrome is what I'm talking about. So encouraging your team to stay focused, to have deep and focused work and develop mastery over, over um, your systems and your delivery and all of that versus jumping from one strategy to the next or jumping from one goal to the next is going to ensure that you can actually innovate. You don't have bandwidth to innovate when you're jumping from one thing to the next. Innovation happens when you have mastered something, right? When I think about martial arts, at the beginning, everyone, it doesn't matter what style you learn, right? At the beginning, everyone is learning the same A, B, C style, right? Everyone is learning the same thing. And then once you've mastered what you're learning and you're even teaching it, that's when you start incorporating your style and you start innovating, right? The same way when people try to learn how to read and write, when people are learning how to write, everyone's kind of following the same lines and doing the same things. That's, they're developing mastery. But when you have developed that mastery, 
that's when you can start innovating and everyone develops their own writing style, right? So same thing here. If you're jumping from one strategy to the next, you're constantly in learning mode. You do not have the bandwidth to innovate. And if you're not innovating, you're not going to grow. And if you keep jumping from one thing to the next, then guess what? The team does not have the bandwidth to be able to create anything new. And they're actually afraid to go into uh, uh, any type of innovation because they haven't mastered anything. When you haven't mastered anything, you don't feel confident. And when you don't feel confident, there's no growth, right? So these are things that are going to ensure that your team can get to the point where they're not afraid to innovate. If things are changing constantly, if there is no time that's dedicated to the, in the schedule to innovate, if uh, everything is so manual and not scalable, people will not feel confident to bring anything new to you that is going to help you grow because they're so stuck in the weeds. All right. That's why these things are important. So as I said, build the time in the business, make sure that your systems are scalable so people can actually master. And when they master, they have the confidence to go and innovate and, and bring new ideas, invest in your team's, um, competence as well in their skill set, right? So making sure that you are trained, making sure that your team is trained to handle failures in a way that is effective is huge. So yes, mastery is important, right? For people to feel confident failing, but also when people fail, they have to be, um, they have to be trained in how to handle that. And your business, uh, you as a business owner and you as a team leader, have to train yourself and train your team to handle failures in a specific way so that when things happen that are that did not go as planned, people can just go into resolution mode, right? Oh, it's a failure. This is how we operate in this business when things like that happen. So these are all tips. But if I, if I had to summarize this and give you one thing to focus on, actually, I'm going to give you two, right, to summarize all of this. The first one is ensure that your business is set up to where people can actually have the bandwidth to do things where they will be, be able to fail. And what that means is setting up your business to be scalable, setting up your business to have things that are working like a well-oiled machine. When things are working like a well-oiled machine, people feel confident. And feel, when people feel confident, they're not afraid to fail, all right? So the business has to be set up that way. Your business model has to be set up that way. Your day-to-day -day with your team, um, what they're focused on, et cetera, has to be set up in a way that they feel like they have mastery of it. It has to be boring in a certain way, right? And then the other, other side of it is have a process for when things don't go as planned, right? You have a business that's scalable. You have things that are set up so that your team can master them. You set up time for your team to be able to have to, to, to have the bandwidth to create and, 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 and come up with new ideas and solutions, but then have a process for when the, when things that were supposed to go in a specific direction don't. If you can develop those things, if you can set up those things for your, for your business, you're going to be so surprised at number one, the type of team members that you attract, right? The type of team members that you attract is going to change drastically. And the other thing that you're going to see change as well is the caliber of clients that you attract. 
Because again, culture is just energy, right? How you and your team behave in the company when things are going well, when things are not, is going to dictate who you attract to you, to you as other team members, but also as clients, right? And if there's one thing that I really love about how we have grown as a team over the past few years is how we have increased our tolerance for risk, our tolerance for testing, and our tolerance for failure. And because of that, and because of how we move, I know we've been able to attract some of the most amazing team members who also roll that way, right? But also how, how our clients behave as well, because of course we coach them, so they tend to mirror us as well, is they, they're, develop, they're coming to us with also developing that faculty of wanting to try. And it's okay if we fail, right? It's like that athlete and uh, resilient mentality. So I hope this was super helpful for you, that it gives you food for thought, for something to look at. And I encourage you to think about where in your business right now do you feel like you can innovate more? And how can you create the culture and the environment for your team so that they're not afraid to go and do it, right? Think about that. Let me know your thoughts. And until I see you and until you hear again from me in a few days, have an amazing rest of your week. All right. Love you so much. I'll talk to you soon. <laughs> there you have it. If you got any insight from today's show, guys, please make sure that you leave a review and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. That would mean a lot to me. Also, the conversation continues and I want you to connect with me on IG or Facebook at Kyrie Var. Now, this information is in the show notes, so you can grab it in there and message me with your biggest takeaway from today's show. All right. So thanks again so much for being here with me today. I will see you very soon. 